This is KDK9. Thank you for listening and spending your Sunday afternoon. What a beautiful day it is today. Last night I was up in the gazebo, and my gazebo, as my daughter fondly says, looks like trailer trash. <laughs> Because it's all, I like the old-fashioned light bulb, Christmas tree lights, you know, bulbs. You know, yeah. just, yeah. And the bigger, the better, you know? And anyway, so, and it was a perfect evening out, no breeze. You could know, the crickets, the, cro- the frogs, everything was just cool. Well, yesterday and was just gorgeous. big thing, no bugs yet. No bugs. Yeah. Not even a mosquito yet. So they haven't found me. But anyway, so I was sitting out there having a couple, couple beers, and it was just reflecting. Okay, the corpus flower attracts pollinators with a fragr- fragrance of... Of fresh brewed coffee, rose petal, decaying flesh, rotten eggs. Well, it's called the corpus flower. Oh, okay. It's decaying flesh. Ding, 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 ding. I had actually, yeah, I knew about this plant. It's really interesting. If you look at pictures of it, it like looks like it smells rotten too. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really interesting. <laughs> hey, I'm sure it attracts a lot of good scavenger bugs. I'm sure it does. Okay, let's go back. We're with Katie, correct? Yep. Okay. Hey, Katie, still with us? Yes, I am. All right. Okay. The main things when you when you want to improve the joint uh, and such like that is uh, the uh, MSM Mom Sam Mom chondroitins and glucosamine are the three main things that anything that you're looking for for joint supplements that okay. uh, that you want make sure that those three are in there. Okay. And I okay. do believe with the advanced joint supplement um, in the horse one, the, the Boswellia is part of it. Okay, mm-hmm. and then, but I'm not, I can't remember with the dogs that advanced joint, because they do have two kinds of uh, joint supplements, right? Okay. But, uh, and then like that uh, uh, spir- uh, uh, longevity, you might want to look mm-hmm. into that, because that uh, is really good stuff, too. But if you go into their, uh, and then um, Boswellia, as I heard, uh, if you heard earlier, is great for, you know, instead of taking a Tylenol or anything like that, right. Boswellia, whether it's human or dog. And yes. do- and dogs can take usually the the unless you have a large dog if you have a large dog then they can just take equivalent to what humans are taking okay now if you have okay. a small okay. dog then you cut it in half okay and obviously if you have okay. a teeny tiny dog then you go more cut it in three quarters <laughs> okay but, can you buy straight up Boswellia yes you can you can get it in powdered form too you can buy it online uh, Boswellia okay and so that's okay. what like I say um, you can get it in capsule. Uh, you can get it in tablets. You can get it in powder form, and so okay. um, and uh, but yeah, so it it works really good. I take Boswellia. You know, if I overdid something or whatever type thing, I take it. And then, like if my dog's gimpy, I'd rather instead of using aspirin, you know, I would use the Boswellia. Right. You know, so yeah. And, and I know that's in the. I take a joint supplement that has that. Yep. Yep. Yep, it, it's great stuff. Okay. It really is. I think it's so funny when I go to take one. It's you know smell because it's from the frankincense tree. <laughs> And you know oh. that frankincense that they put in the church that you want to just throw right? up as, and I, if, it's just a quick whiff when I, as I'm putting it in my mouth, and I can smell that quick whiff of frankincense. Not not like a, how potent it is in church, but anyways, like mm-hmm. right away brings back memories of ah, oh, yeah, too must much be good stuff. Then, right? <laughs> yeah, yep, there you go. But so that's the whole thing is that yeah, to take care of things okay. before they go awry. Okay, and so okay. you know whether you want to do it every day or whether you want to do it every you know. Um, at this age, you said 10, right? Right. Yeah. I would start, especially with a plot hound, I would definitely, you know, start, you know, just, you know, you could do start out with just half and then build okay. up from there. But yeah, definitely mm-hmm. I would get into doing some supplements right now. Okay. Okay. All okay, right. kid. Have well, a great one. Thank you. Thank you. I always appreciate your help. Thanks. Okay. Enjoy take, your day. You too. Bye bye. Yep, 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 yep.
So it's it's craziness. So that's the whole thing is people don't wait for the dog to go to heck, you know, and then you got to try to pull them out of the toilet. You know, as you, if you've got older dogs, and especially if you've been really hard on their body where, you know, um, you know, all you guys know that I, I, I oh, despise, <laughs> strong word, I guess, uh, people that have their dogs are being a fetching machine. They throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Folks. My analogy to that is is if you are willing to do the speed and as many times as your dog you're throwing that ball for the dog, then go for it, okay? But the thing is is that just because a dog does it doesn't mean he should. And especially the older the dog gets, the less that's, that's so hard on their joints and you're going to blow ACLs and blow out hips because they go down like a rocket, slam on the brakes, pick it up, spin, and come back at you. And those of you that have dog compulsive, ball compulsive dogs, Put the ball, all balls go away for at least six months and you're going to have them go get other things and you're not going to whip them out. You're going to lob it out. Okay. The older the dogs and then dogs that are under two, you also, you make sure you lob it. Do not whip it because the joints aren't sealed until two years old. So it's really important that you don't whip that ball. Don't you lob it maybe once and stop, twice and stop, three times and stop and then utilize their brains, teach tricks, do nose work, do obedience. You know what I mean? Uh, just do other things. But people are so conditioned to throw the ball, throw the ball. He'll go get it. Oh, he'll go get it, you know, 500 times. Well, yeah, but you're all of a sudden, all of a sudden he comes back limping. Guess what? He just blew an ACL. It's going to be $8,000 to repair that. Guess what? Just be in nine times out of 10, if they blow one and you have that surgery done, the neck in about a year, you're going to have to do the other one. Yeah. And look at the agony you're putting that dog through. Not to mention the, uh, you know, the money, obviously. But the thing is, is that what are you putting that poor dog through? Because you were just, oh, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. The dogs love us. They're going to do stuff for us. And so we have to be the keeper of their well-being and not overdo that, you know. And so find other things. There's so much things you can do with the dog. You know, nose works, tricks, um, uh, you know, some obedience, obviously. Uh, like this dog that I'm, I'm watching right now. That dog swings from the chandeliers. <laughs> I mean, it's been such a, it's an Anatolian shepherd. Oh, yeah. And it, I, folks, I mean, I did not work any speed on this dog. I worked on total calmness. I would lob out something for the dog to go out and get it and bring it back. I worked on puzzles. Oh, this dog was exceptional with puzzles. As far as putting a favorite toy in a box and then putting the box within a box. And, you know, I kept adding, adding. And it's just amazing how she figured out all this stuff. And that's a smart breed. Yes. Oh, you got it. And so I was amazed at trying to do a puzzle that I could not stump her. But it really, she had to think about it. And by Jiminy Christmas, every time she uh, she stepped up to the plate. But, oh, any other buddy, anybody else with this dog? Would have threw the ball, threw the ball, threw the ball, threw the ball, instead of try to tire her out. All you do is build an athlete, folks. You're not using the brain when you use the people when they come to dog classes, uh, whether it's a private lesson or a class. They're amazed. The dog is putting her asleep by the time they hit the end of my driveway because we mentally drained them. People just don't get that in their head. They think they got to throw that ball, throw that ball, and that all that is is that really hurts their frame. And like I said again. If you're willing to go the exact same speed, the exact same route, and do the exact same thing that your dog is, well, then have at it, okay? But if you could only do it maybe three, four times, and then you're done, you got to go sit down, maybe you should think about that for your dog, too. So the thing is, just because they do it doesn't mean they should, okay? Yeah.
And being an athlete's hard on your body. Speaking of someone who's like a former child athlete, it's it's hard on your body. Yes, and it is. Pushing yourself is yeah. hard mentally, and if you do get injured, it's really hard to come back from that. Yeah, yeah. well, that's that's the whole thing, though, is that people don't just because they do it. But dogs want to please us. And I did it consciously. I did it for a reason. Yeah. Your, dog, your dog's just doing it because you're throwing a ball. Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, and so that's why, like I say, we are the keepers of our dogs. We don't, we don't own dogs. We have dogs, okay? And they have us. But the thing is, we got to make good decisions on what we feed, how we feed, um, what we do with these guys. And you could have so much fun just hanging out with this nut, you know, nut that I got. I spent time sitting on the leash just watching. And now what happened here is that she'd go out into the yard and all of a sudden she'd just sit and just throw, just comb in the horizon. What? Oh, what was that? Just being still and absorbing what's around her instead of like, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. She, you know, she would poke at me, you know, like, come on, move it. I'm like, wrong, we ain't moving nothing. <laughs> and so anyway. Well, amuse yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, what is the cow's udder plant? A native, a native to South America sometimes used for. Detergent for clothes, drinking gourds, baby bottles, or heart medicine. What is a baby cow's udder plant? Okay, be back. Hello. There we go. What is the cow's udder plant? Okay. A native to South America, sometimes used for detergent for clothes, drinking gourds, baby bottles, heart medicine. Uh, detergent for clothes. Ding, 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 ding. Wow, how did you pick that one out? I I feel like I had read something about this at some point. But oh, wow. I, I had to... I'm, I'm impressed. I don't know. I, I think so it's like something today. you squeeze. Yeah, I I like plants. Wow, I'm impressed. I'm What's impressed. it called? I want to Google a picture of it. It's called a, a cow's udder. A cow's udder plant. I have to make sure I include plant, otherwise I'm Googling yeah, something. Really, yeah, really. That's exactly, that's why I had to make sure it's plant. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's weird. It, it Native looks, to South America. It looks like a tangerine grew in udder. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> cool. There you go. Well, these are for uh, detergent. Yeah, must smell good. Okay, let's see here. Um, why wouldn't they let the butterfly into the dance? Um... Who, because he wasn't feeling very fly that day. <laughs> no, because it was a moth's ball. It was a moth's ball. Yeah, but I'm. I hate the smell of moth ball. Oh gosh, I, I just. Oh, don't even get. Boy, the minute you say that, I whiff right right past my face. I know, my right? Oh well, okay. Let's. Who's up? Well, so next up we have Patty, whose dog is quite the escape artist and hard to recall. All right. Hi, Patty. How you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm doing well. Good. So what kind of dog do you have? Well, I have a little Maltese, Oliver. Okay. Anyways, so um, he, we're looking, I'm holding him now. We're looking for a solution to, he, he, when he escapes, it's so hard. He he wants to get out of the backyard all the time looking for an escape. And the the wind was blowing. I think the gate blew open yesterday Uh and. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't know. All of a sudden, he's, he's, he's gone, and he's gone with his little friend, Hank. <laughs> and so Hank comes back when you call him. You're looking all over. Hank will come. Oliver, will, if he gets within 10 feet, he takes off, and you cannot catch him. He okay. won't come. You call his name. He doesn't hear you. 
Right. And um, he'll go up to a stranger, but then he won't, you know, come to me or anything. <laughs> so it's really hard to catch him. I have to get the car, and by the time you do that, you don't know where he is, you yeah. know. And yep. He likes the car ride, so I um, I caught him with the car yesterday. <laughs> but it's very nerve-wracking because of the street. Oh. He doesn't look, you know. He exactly. Yep. And see, when you when those little guys, they can go like they're shot out of a cannon. You know what I mean? And, right. That's what and, he is. Yep. yep. And so yep. The, the thing is, is that even with any fenced-in yard, okay, people like to have a fenced-in yard so you can have your dog be free in the backyard, all right? right. And the thing yep. is, though, is that just like you said, the wind blew wrong, it opened up, or they learned mm-hmm. to dig out or something like that. So when you get the escape artist that doesn't, that wants to be every place but your yard. <laughs> right. I, I would yep. strongly recommend that you get yourself a cable system and before you or you keep it by the back door and before you bring the cable in and hook him on the cable before you let him out or you take him out uh you know to and hook the cable system up whether there goes from the house to the garage so he can go back and forth so he gets some running because a dog that's uh, is you're dealing with his life right now you know whereas right. if there's and yeah i know you want to see your dog on a cable it's like uh but i want him to be free in the backyard well you know what yeah, yeah it's all it takes <clears throat> is one time and your dog is gone you know you don't have him anymore exactly. yeah. whether somebody steals him or what he gets hit by a car so you've got to be the the, the better side for right now whereas you want that in the cable that has that plastic plastic rubber around it okay uh-huh. and then now don't right. get too thin a one everything small dogs you know thin cable because you want okay. it just in case he decides to try to chew on it because he's like i don't want to be on this <laughs> right okay sure. yeah. and and then but then what you uh, what i would strongly suggest is that you have um a martingale collar okay because you do you know what you want is uh with a quick release okay martingale collar with a quick release because then he you don't want him to be able to try to bat you know you don't want the collar so tight that he can't breathe but but he, he you don't want him to be able to slip out of it you know you can't do yeah. this with a harness yeah. he'll chew the harness or whatever type of thing it's going to have to be like a martingale collar and you can look that up online and so the thing mm-hmm. is is that uh, i would i would not for the safety of him and for your you know that oh my god you know I have a dead dog now. So that right. you don't hear those words. Yeah. That that's this is something that you need to do. You can go like to a hardware store. You can look online and stuff like that. They do have some because he's so small. He had they have some that drill into the ground. Okay, uh-huh. so instead of running a cable system that's above, or you could just put like an eye hook with a with the hook uh-huh. of the cable at the back door, and then right. uh, and then put the other cable so that it's hooked that way. So just look at your yard and where where he has to come to the back door, not that you have to go outside. Okay, but that's what yeah. I would do. And because as far as like when they get away, usually what happens is everybody is so frantic because you're in you know you don't want to get hit by a car you know uh, that people chase them and is game on. Okay. And, exactly. And so yeah. what happens, what you've is. got to learn to like squeak a squeak mm-hmm. toy. Or, you know, so that usually turns every dog's head. Squeak, 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 squeak. The dog's like, where is it? Okay. And then yeah. you start going towards home, squeaking the toy. Come on, come on, let's go. Good, good job. Let's go, let's go. Come on, come, 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 come on. <laughs> and so, but I, it's um, so hard to resist going after right. them. And so that's why, like I said, until, because, like I say, with the backyard that you have there, you know, that's all fine and dandy, but if it's not if it's not the gate, it could be like a kid open the gate, and then he's gone, okay? Now, 10 to 1, if Oliver doesn't leave, I don't think Hank's leaving either. You know what I mean? So that's why you got to oh, contain sure. Oliver, because two dogs are a pack. 
One dog is a mm-hmm. dog. You know, if the gate opens, Hank may go out the door, but like, hey, why aren't yeah. you coming? And then and, and all yeah. of a sudden, yep. Yeah, yeah. And so he's not going to go anywhere without Oliver. And but that, like I say, so you got to rig up some kind of uh, a secure cable system, and the, the, the yeah. correct cable. Yeah. You know, so that he can't chew through it and that um, it will work so that, and I know it's a pain in the butt, but what's the alternative? You know, because he's proven himself that he's he's not. The front door, anything he likes for, you can't open it more than a couple inches because, yeah, he's. He's out the door. Right. And see, that's why I, I'm really a nut on having the dog do a wait at the door. You can ask mm-hmm. Mary. She we, she learned it. Well, you learned it in class, too. You know what I mean? Do that yeah. wait. And you have to be diligent about it. Whereas you have there's an invisible barrier there that that dog will not cross. Okay? Yeah. And so you put the training collar on and you really work on that. Because yeah, everything that you... actually better at that now. He, okay. he knows to stay pretty much. Right? I, you know, I mean, if I don't say stay, then he's nosing out there. But when I tell him to, he, he's... Yep, and see, not. that's where he's you got... better. Yep, see, you've got to get your time with that. Well, this is a way of life for this particular dog. Yeah. You may not have had other dogs that are as sneaky as he is. But the thing uh-huh. is, this is a way. Okay, so now, now I have to do this <laughs> to keep you safe and me sane. <laughs> That's it. Okay, so, but that's yeah. So some kind. Yeah, I'll check that out and uh, um, yeah. The, because it, against collar. What a Martin, Martin Gale, Martin Gale collar. And so, like yeah. I say, whether and then, like when you're out in the backyard, you know, then mm-hmm. you can have them free if you want. Or I, I still wouldn't trust him in case somebody comes to the back door and there he goes. <laughs> I would just, yeah. I would have him on a long line, you know, like yeah. a twenty foot long line, so that you just kind of, you know, hook it around your waist or to your pocket, so you know, no matter what situation occurs, you have it under control. Right. Okay. Right. So until he gets so fat or something, he can't move. He ain't going nowhere. But no, like no. I said, the whole thing is you just have to stay on top of it. And I know it's a pain in the butt, but that, but like I said, you were lucky something didn't happen, especially when you live in the oh. cities. You know, things can happen. So makes you nuts. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, it does. It does. Somebody doesn't come. He just runs and runs. And right. It's a game. Oh, it's a game. Uh, they suck you into the game. But that's something you can yeah. play with in your, in your backyard. He's, let's right. say, he's free. Okay. And then he's sniffing around. Okay. And then hopefully he's onto something. And then uh, squeak the toy and start going backwards, clapping your hands. Come, 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 come here. Practice it in your backyard. And then when he right. comes in, you give him the massage. Oh, what a buddy. Such a buddy. Such a buddy. So that if he does get out, you practice it. You've gotten better at it. He knows what the correct response is. But, but like I said, Ten to one, we start going after them. That's why he's going up to other people because other people are just standing there. It's like, oh, you're not going yeah. after me, you know? Yeah. And, yep. and then if I start walking up to him, oh, he sees me. Oh, time you, to run. You, you bet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's why, like I say, if, if he goes up to the person, say, just, you know, could he grab a hold of his collar, right. you know? And then don't continue forward until they either have him, you know, is he okay being picked up by other people? Yeah. Yeah. Is he? Is he picked? Is he okay by being picked up by other people? Um, if they just hold his collar, no, he he doesn't like to be picked up. Oh, okay. But uh, anyways, um, they usually usually they hold him, okay. and then he has a collar on, and okay, okay, and get him. But okay. yeah, he would probably jump but, out of there. I don't know what he would do. Well, see, that's why like you got to practice. You got to work on the relationship between you and the dog, so he wants to please you and wants to you know see it from the dog's no. point of view. And then, like yeah. I say, some kind of cable system in the backyard, just because it's fenced in, they can still get out. And so that's, uh, you know, look, at yeah. I got 20 acres. When I'm out, the dogs are out. When I'm in, the dogs are in, you know. And if I don't yeah. trust them, they're on a long line. So, mm-hmm. Okay, Patty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You bet. Thank you. Have a great one.
Take care. Okay. True or false? The giant water lily is so strong that it could support the weight of a human being. True or false? Summer training is now in session at the YMCA with free fitness assessments from certified personal trainers who focus on real strength and real goals for a more realistic summer, like the endurance it takes to put sunscreen on a squirming child. No! Okay, stop running. I have to get your ears. Stop! Don't go in the sand! No! Come on. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. Now we have to start all over. Okay, here we go. True or false? The giant water lily is so strong it can support the weight of a human. True. Ding, 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 ding. Boy, you nailed everyone. Wow. Yes. It, Doing good today. You ready for that? That it can support 300 pounds. The wow. water lily. 300 pounds. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me because wow. just like the the weight that like even smaller water lilies can actually support is pretty incredible. It's They're... Masters of surface tension. Wow, that's phenomenal. Ooh, isn't it a crime to mess with water lilies in the state of Minnesota? It's a crime to pick the blooming water lily flower. Ah, okay. Good. I knew there was something with that, but I couldn't remember it. I've done it. Don't tell the cops. Okay. <laughs> I hear nothing. I was like 10 years old, and I was like, I, I did it, and then someone told me, that's illegal, and I was genuinely afraid. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Us kids. Anyway. Okay, who's up next? Well, so next up, we have Kathy, who's uh, trying to train her dog to not uh, tear up her lawn. All right. Hi, Kathy. How you doing? Hi. Good. How are you? Good, good. What kind of pupper do you got? So she is a rescue, kind of a mix of of Kerr and um, Sharpay, okay. probably some other stuff too. Okay. So we just got her, and she was she's not really house trained. So I'm trying to work on that. Mm-hmm. But then after she goes to the bathroom, then she like kicks up her back feet a few times <laughs> yeah. and like digs up the grass and dirt and like sprays it. Yep. Oh, I'm like, praise, praise, praise. Oh, good job. You peed, you peed. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Not oh, my lawn. Right. So, we had a dog before who was smaller, and he has since passed, but he would do that every once in a while. Yep. But it was not to this extreme. Like, she's, like, kicking, making, like, holes in the ground. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that's something we can train out of Yes, her. you can. But see, where it comes from is its dominance is what it is. She's in a new territory, and when they kick back like that, a scratch back, whatever word you want to call it, it is yeah. spreading their scent further. Well, this is my territory. Okay, so it's a it's a eagle thing is what it is. And you just got her, you said, correct? And so she doesn't feel at home yet. And so what happens is she feels she's got to spread her smell, you know, through the because it goes up into the air. The wind catches it. You know what I mean? It sends it out further. Okay. so what you need to do when you take her out, you're going to take her out like on a 15 foot, 20 foot long line. Okay, okay, then tell her what you want. Go potty, go potty. And then when she does go, good potty. Very nice. That was good potty. Don't make a big deal about it. Like, good potty. And the reason is because you want her to concentrate on the word, go potty, and then that, that, where it goes. Okay. And so if okay. you, you, you break her focus and her concentration by making a big deal out of it, you just do a good deal like, well, oh, that was good potty. Very nice. Look at you. Very good potty. Good potty. All right. So then, but then maximum time outside for a Minnesota dog is two minutes. 
And if they okay. if they don't do it, you bring them back in, try it again in, in about a minute or two, okay? But anyway, so okay. yeah, so when she goes to start go, when she gets done, you can almost see the stand and kind of look around, you know, or sometimes they dip their yeah. head before they start you kick. And now just give the leash a pop and say, so, ah, 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 wrong, wrong, come here, come here, come on, come on. Pull her out of it and be that you have her on the line, that you have control of the situation, okay? So that, okay. that she gets done, she's to quickly come back because you could watch that stand. You could probably tell where. And it's about ready. She's going to do it. Just right. pop the thought bubble. Ah, 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 wrong, 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 wrong. Come here. Come on. Let's go. Oh, good job. Good job. Good job. And then if you feel like okay. she she has more potty, then just, you know, come back in. Wait a minute. Take her back outside. Try it again. But it's a way okay. of, like I say, spreading their scent into the new territory area is what it is. And it usually is dominant males or dominant females. If they do it a lot, they're pretty dominant. You know, as far as dominant, I don't mean, you know, let me tear you apart. Just said, I'm cool right. and you're not. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> you know, there's a cool chick in town. <laughs> so anyway, but so that's what you want to do. Tap, tap, tap. It's not a, like a correction, you know, yay. It's, ah, 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 wrong, wrong. You know, like, come on, let's go. If you have to get a squeaker toy, squeak it to turn her head to try to get, hey, you know, wrong. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Boy, let's go. Let's go. Okay. It's so very okay. nice. So you can get it to get her head off of that, break that concentration, pop that thought bubble. So she's not going to, and hopefully as she feels more a part of your family, more part of the territory, that that will become very minimal, that you'll be able to, ah, 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 wrong. And she will, oh, fine. Okay. But right now by having her on that 15 foot, 20 foot line, you'd have total control. Just give it a pop. Hey, 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 wrong, wrong. Come on. Let's go. Squeak, squeak, squeak. So just try to move her forward so she doesn't get, you know, start doing that. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You bet. Good luck with the new pupper. Thanks for rescuing. Thank you. Yes, of course. Bye-bye. That's so interesting. What? Just the kicking, because I had my old dog, Nikki, she used to do the same thing, and she was a pretty, like, dominant female. Like, she had her little pack she hung out with, Uh and she was clearly in charge of them. But she only would ever kick like that after she went to the bathroom up north at our cabin, and I'd notice it and be like, oh, that's interesting. She doesn't do that at home. Well, so there's more sense. She feels more competition with things coming through yep. her territory. Yep. And she would need to put her scent there. <laughs> yeah, like she's smelling bears. You bet. Yep, and got porcupines. See, that's what I worry about up, up north. Porcupines. That's why I would never, if I had a place to go with dogs, that dog wouldn't leave my side. Because I do not want them to you know, mess with a porcupine. I have never had an incident with a porcupine. And um, I know they're there. They're not as... as Many because of this, the area we're in, okay. the porcupine tend to hang out in the lowlands okay. and we're a little bit higher up. Okay, but it's of all the things they could run into and chase off into the woods. Yeah. Porcupines are actually like not my bigger stressor. Yeah, oh, I'm worried about that. I've seen too many. Um, uh, Katie, but she's like number two daughter. I'm the, her other mother from another mother. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so uh, she had, I couldn't believe, this diesel, she it was a pit bull, the calmest, nicest dog, easiest dog you've ever uh, seen. And he wrestled with a, a porcupine. Yeah. He, he let her pull patiently these quills out of her, her mouth, his mouth. I couldn't believe it. That's how patient that dog was. I mean, he just was like a puddle. He was like, fine, Ma, whatever you got to do. That that was like oh, a one in a million. What a sweetheart. Oh, what a million dog. I mean, because some of them, you know, the way they went in, they had to come out. Oh, and she did. And so there was a couple of them she could not. They broke. And so she had to take them to the vet. So they, then they had to take them out at the vet. But they, she, they, she brought in the quills. Like, These are the ones I took out. And the guy says, you took them out? 
Yeah, he let me do it. What? Most dogs are screaming in pain and fly there in. You know well, what I mean? They're like tiny porcelain hooks. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it, it was crazy. But after seeing, she took pictures. That's what Katie does of everything. So, so uh, she shared the memory. And, I boy, that itched in my brain, I'll tell you. Okay, where are we at? Well, so next up, we have Lori, whose dog is showing us some dog reactive behaviors and also becoming reactive with her cat. Mm, okay. Hey, Lori. Who are we looking to? Lori. Lori, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of like, what, what? Hey, Lori, how you doing? Great, Katie. How about you? Good. What kind of uh, dog do you have? Uh, we adopted a rescue, and she is a collie mix. Okay. And the issue is she is very reactive to other dogs and our senior cat. They said she was cat tested. Okay. But she starts out by whining, and she will sit, and she shakes, and she barks, and she lunges. Okay. So how, how old's the dog? She's about two and a half. And how long have you had her? Uh, almost three months now. Almost three months, okay. Okay, um, uh, and now when you go for a walk, now you use it any kind of training collar? Uh, she has the halty collar. Okay, and how and does I she... I do have that on her to prevent her from pulling. Okay, and how does she walk with that? Does she like it? Uh, fairly well. She responds well to it. She Good. loves to have it put on. Good. Okay. But when she sees another dog, she goes nuts. <laughs> okay. And But then what do you do? Uh, well, she starts to jump, and I try to pull her with the leash to get her to sit down. And it's getting out of hand. We have the dog and the cat separated, and we would like to be able to have the cat have free roam of the house again. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't test that yet. No, sure don't. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um. Okay. On the walk, when the dog starts becoming reactive, usually it's because they alerted. The head goes up, tail goes up, and then the owner automatically tightens up on the leash, and that mm-hmm. sends through to the leash that you are not okay with it, that there's something to worry about, and then as time goes on, it gets worse and worse and worse, and they, then they are literally totally flipping out and reacting, okay? Now, when you go on your walk, is she standing in front of you, or is she next to you? Uh, she's beside me. Nice, okay. Is it on a loose lead, or is it there tension there? Uh, she is on uh, kind of a looser leash, I guess you would call it. Okay, okay. Um because that's what because what we got to do. You've only had it three months. There's work here that she has to do to look trust. Dogs don't do things for us out of love. They do things out of trust and respect that we've earned. Okay. Okay. And so that's why you may need how. What kind of coat does she have? She have a really collie bushy collie coat or what? She does. She has the rough collie coat. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, have you done any obedience work with her at all? Uh, we've trained her a little bit ourselves at home, but other than that, no. As far as like what? Well, as far as common commands with the sitting and the staying, and uh, when I go out the door, I go first, and nice. then I have her follow me okay. so that she knows that I'm in charge. Okay. And okay. that's about it. Okay, because she just needs more guidance, more to look to you for direction and feel that you are okay as a leader and you do not need any help. All right. Okay. And so that's why, you know, uh, 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 well, you got to run to a uh, break. Can you hold on a sec? I sure can. Okay, here we go. Let's see. We'll finish off with a joke here. Let's see. What do frogs order when they go to a restaurant? What do frogs order when they go to a restaurant? All right, we're winding her down. Here we go. 
What do you what do frogs order when they go to a restaurant? Rib tips. <laughs> oh no, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I can get into that. I like that one. Otherwise it was French flies. French flies. flies. <laughs> Or frog legs. You have frog legs? I love frog oh, legs. Oh, don't do that. You can't. No, shame on you. This is a frog <laughs> in the restaurant. Yeah, give me my cousin, would you? Okay, let's go find to Lori here. Hey, Lori. Hey, Katie. So what we need to do, the biggest thing is, is that when you start getting reactive and it seems to be getting worse, it's you. Okay, what we got to get from you is to relax, to shake it off, you know, breathe, okay, and get the right training collar. So um, I would, like, with, the, with the coat of this dog, the gentle leader works well, but it doesn't, retra- it doesn't, it doesn't, it restrains, it doesn't, there is no correction, technically, you just hold the dog back. There isn't a, a, a thing, like if a dog barks, you blast him in the water, you say quiet, it doesn't quiet, you blast him in the water, oh, oh, that, oh, okay, if I listen to the word quiet, then uh, if I don't, I'm going to get a blast of water. There is no uh, training, you know, uh, gentle leads are really good for people that have joint problems and such like that, that can't give a correction. So the thing is, is that I would put this dog, because um, it's got a fluffy coat, I'd put it in a pinch collar, a loose, loosely fit. Okay, now it looks the one. It's the one that looks like a torture device out of the twenty, you know, sixteen hundreds, and then um, and learn how to use it. So I would either suggest a private class at my place or uh, a class situation because this is something you have to work one on one to try to explain it to you is really tough. But having the right training collar, being calm, and getting to get into the dog's head, and so instead of being reactive, you know, to the, what the dog is acting like, you you get into their head and pop the thought bubble. Okay. okay, and, and as far as the cat goes, the cat goes. All you can do same thing. You have a, you have the training collar, and as soon as, he, as soon as the dog looks at the uh, the, they give him a little hey hey hey, leave it. Ah, ah, leave it. Oh, very nice. That was very nice. Now remember, collies are hurting. Dog cats moves. They're on it, mm-hmm. and so that dog would should be. If you want the cat to walk free in the house for a while, dog should be in the kennel or into another room or whatever. Okay, and then let the dog drag a nylon leash around so you always got something to step on. Okay. okay, but that's the whole thing is just baby steps, baby steps, and stay calm, stay calm, okay? Okay, I have been calm with that. So okay, good, good, good. Sometimes it's been some, working out yep. okay, and sometimes some, introductions haven't. Yeah, so. and, right, and so what you want to do is, like, put the cat in a carry kennel and let the dog loose. And so now the, the cat can't get hurt, and the dog can smell the cat and smell the cat and smell the cat. And keep doing that, you know, like uh, a couple times a day until where the dog goes over, sniffs, and walks away. Or the dog lays down by the carry kennel, and now the cat's, you know, staying calm, and he's staying calm. But then when the cat moves, it's another thing, okay? Okay. But so, so that's a, something to, to try, okay? And then give me a call of a case canines. Great. Thank you, Katie. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Here I am. Okay, got something here? Okay, um... Uh, you got. I've been doing this for twenty years, right? Twenty years. I've shared uh, my stories of all, you know, the farm and all the animals and the grandkids and stuff like that. This is the twenty-first year. I've gotten asked so many times, "How do you know when it's time to put your dog down?" And it, that is the most. The question is that's a million-dollar question, and it, it it's just it's. Uh, it, it's so hard and to play. You just want them sometimes to, you'd give anything if they just went to sleep and they didn't wake up and you didn't have to make, you know, make yeah. that call. Okay. Well, 2023 has really hit me hard. As you know, I, I lost Gilligan in February. I had to make that decision. Okay. What other people don't know, I had in two weeks later, I had to put Walter down a cat mm-hmm. uh, of mine that I had for 18 years. And then two days after Walter left, <laughs> then um, my favorite is favorite is chicken. 
um, uh, Vicky uh, got caught and uh, got dead. <laughs> so anyway, and then now this past week was really, really tough because see, now I'm down to, uh, I got four four cats, okay, and then 22 chickens <laughs> without my favorite Vicky. But anyway, but this weekend I had to make the big, really tough decision that I had to put my horse Jake down. And many of you guys have been, you know, I've heard the Jake, I knew it was wrong. <laughs> but, uh, breathe, breathe. And so Jake, uh, it's, that, Animals are just so special. Yeah. And so, um, I thought I could do this. I really did. <laughs> uh, Jake was one of a kind. I got him when he was uh, 15. I had him, breathe, breathe. I had him uh, for 21 years. And if you do the math, 15 uh, plus 21 is 36 years old. Jesus. And so, and that's very, very rare to have a horse become, um, most of my horses always, Left at you know like twenty eight to thirty yeah you know, late twenties yeah yeah right and I lost two to colic and I had to put two down and now I had to do that with my buddy Jake but the thing is is that um, he was very special because he talked uh, uh, I would go hey buddy what are you up to <laughs> you know and he would <laughs> literally talk to you people were amazed when they came out to the farm and I we're walking down to the barn and uh i go but jake hey jaker and all of a sudden and you could hear him out okay and then it gets louder and louder as he gets closer and closer <laughs> you know and so um this last three months um he started failing as far as uh, he wasn't eating he, he was eating like six scoops of triple crown senior that's a plug for triple crown <laughs> but anyway um a, a day and with all these supplements i had him on when he was 31 he darn near died my vet uh see, he got down to the skin and bones and my vet said you know, uh, no, you know, he's time. And I said, no, it's not time. He, I, I just know. I uh, rolled up my sleeves. I got out every goddamn supplement. I, I mean, I combed it, you know, talked to people's brains. And, and anyway, so I, uh, I mean, I brought uh, in, I had the vet out in June. It was June 6th, like when he was 31. And I had the vet back on September 11th. And, and uh, the, uh, the, the vet comes and he says, well, where's Jake? And I see he's in the barn. So he goes into the barn and he goes, what did you do? He says, I don't believe this. I said, I know I did good. <laughs> I put so much weight on him from June to September. And this coat, he looked like a million bucks. And so I haven't been having, have not have been able to ride him the last uh, couple of years because um, he's, he's got cataracts and so he wasn't seeing right. And so anyway, and so we would go for our walks. So and people would give me crap where, Katie, aren't you supposed to ride the horse, not walk the horse? <laughs> and so anyway, but Jake is so special. And what's so sad is that I'm dogless right now, and you know I'm you know you just got to take things. And now I I've always had a horse since I was 16, so that's 52 years of having uh, a horse. And everybody asks me, um, "What's your favorite animal?" And everybody expects me to say a dog. Yeah, it's not. It's a horse. <laughs> there is so much to them. It's unbelievable. And I knew I could do this. It's gravy. So, but anyway, so I appreciate all the uh, comments and, you know, on Facebook, I, I put it on my Katie Kate on Facebook. So if you want to see a picture of Jake, when I first got him, it was beef, beef Kate Jake is what he was. And, uh, th and like I said, he was just something. And all the comments that I've gotten were, I have shared all, you know, my animals with all you guys. And, uh, but so like I said, this is, I'm not going to see my last horse. This is 
I, I'm not going to say my last. I never say never. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just see what God's got in planned. If I will, you know, something will cross my path. I'm a big believer in that when you're, when it's time for you to have it or, you know, it's supposed to people you meet reason of for a reason, a season or a lifetime and same with the pets, you know, whereas whatever time they come in into your life. And so uh, I, I know it will happen, but it's a very, it not silent as far as sound wise, but um, um, just you know how your dog doesn't say anything, your horse doesn't say anything unless you talk to them and they talk. But they back. fill up so much space. Yeah, well, like I said, it's so profound. You know that that was all. You know when I'm ready to go off the edge, you know things are just happening. Blah, 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 blah. I'd go down and smell the horse. <laughs> People would like smell your horse. I said yes, I smell him, and I just like. Now that's a horse girl thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I never, I never went on big trail rides or anything like that. I was just content to just sit on him while he ate grass. <laughs> I would walk, you know, uh, go up around us. We got uh, some pretty good sized fields, and I'd walk the edge of the field. I it's quit walking on the roads because as well, Hugo became more. Uh, busy people wouldn't slow down or move over i was worried i was gonna be a hood ornament <laughs> so it's like well jake we're just cruising the farm now you know but anyway so i just wanted to share you with that but i i, I thank you like i said for 20 years of hearing all my stories of all my animals and this this 2023 just sucks i lost gilligan you know walter vicky and now jake but i will survive i always do we have rough times. I thought I cried enough uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday that I wouldn't do it now. But I guess, yeah, well. Oh, it's it's going it, to keep shocking no, you. I know it. I know it. I know it. So, so like I said, I know i got people in my life that have horses, but it's not just the same, you know, that smell your own horse. <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy. Now, I got, when I first got into horses, I had no no saddle, no bridle, just a halter and lead rope and rode the streets of Roseville well, on, a, on a horse bareback and halter and lead rope. Not even broke all the way. <laughs> and so now, all of a sudden I'm horseless. I got two saddles and a lot of stuff. <laughs> so you guys, thank you for all your uh, uh, condolences and such like that on my Facebook page. Check it out. And we you guys have a safe Memorial weekend. Um, uh, and so it'll be two weeks. So best up next week. If you don't train them, don't blame them. Take care.